consumer of the all-time favorite people. New year, new attitude, new show. It's Geekster. And welcome to episode 120, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. A big spoiler, it's the same show. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, what new show are you talking about? <laughs> what new attitude? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the de- welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, guten Tag. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. So, hi. Hope you all had a nice holiday. Hope you all rung the New Year, you know, nicely. You know, so, uh, yeah. So, this week, uh, Ed and I and Erica, gang's all here yep. for the New Year. Woo! Poet didn't even know it. <laughs> And uh, we start the show off, as always, um, with releases of the week. I mean, no, not releases of the week. That's part two. <laughs> that's not even the beginning. Wow. New attitude, kids. New attitude. New attitude. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> um, we talk about our weekends, or well, our week, yeah. you know, basically. Um, and then we get into box office releases. Mm-hmm. Not, box office, yeah. Box office. Top five movies of the weekend. There you go. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Um, I give my review of not one, but two movies. Yeah. And uh, three, actually, if you count the documentary I saw. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you get a three-pack of movie reviews coming from Sean. <laughs> a three-way review. That's right. What? <laughs> you know, Santa Claus doing it in World War II with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> hey, I arrived again. <laughs> This episode of Geekster is brought to you by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> That's right. Sean reads at a second grade level. <laughs> second grade? I was reading that by three. Shut up, man. I'm a slow reader. Took me a week to read Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what to expect in part one. And, you know, we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. You scared me. <laughs> I'm Ed. I'm Ed. Oh, oh, Lily. Oh, Lily. Oh, oh Grandpa. Oh, 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 oh. Hi. Right, so, hey. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy Yay! New Year, everybody. Woo! Yay. Yay. So, uh, I guess we'll just kinda... That was your week. That was your week, guys. Come on. It was good. Um, well, we had Christmas. Well, we, we talked about Christmas. Yeah. yeah New and, Year's. And New Year's. Um, it was fun. I mean, uh, well, New Year's is my anniversary with my girl. Oh, happy anniversary. How long? Uh, we'll be starting our third year. Aww. The funny part is, though, because <laughs> we met online, because, uh, you know, she sent me this nice little text message on Sunday, you know, on the 31st. But how, you know, wonderful it's been these past two years, how much we love each other, she loves me, blah, blah, blah. You know, the the, the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, but just prior to that, I was actually going, well, is today our anniversary or is it the first? Because we met online mm-hmm. right around midnight. So I wasn't ever really sure mm-hmm. if it was like, is it today or is it tomorrow? Right. You they know? fucking do both. Well, we kind of actually kind of talked about it because later that night I was like, yeah, so because, you know, before the bell, before the ball dropped, you know. Why watch TV? Then the other ball dropped. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking, and I was just like, "Well, I gotta be honest. Is it when? Because like, you know, we usually kind of 
this time, kind of like, remember when we first met? We were online, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, what time was it for you? And she's like, it was really late. I'm like, how late? You know, and she's like, <laughs> why? Fine late. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I was like, look, sweetheart, I'll be honest. I'm kind of confused. Is it the 31st or is it the 1st? I mean, I, I know it sounds like a typical guy. Like, oh, you know my anniversary is. But. At least you haven't narrowed down to two dates. Well, yeah. well, we, uh, well, actually, how he figured it out was she was like, well, it was probably like 1130, quarter to 12, you know, my time when, you know, we, we first met. And I was like, aha. I'm like, I'm an hour ahead of you. So that means it was already the next day. <laughs> so technically, I, you know, I fell in love with you from the future. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so technically, um, from my perspective, it's the first. From hers, it's the 31st. So I'm like. Okay, we'll, we'll just go with that. Two days. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, just midnight, right there, exactly at midnight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, and then uh, I went to the movies, mm-hmm. New Year's Day. Um, we'll get to that in the box office. I don't know where it's at in the box office. I don't think okay. it's in the top ten. And then I, t- today, um, I went to, I saw the, uh, I saw the most controversial film of 2014, <laughs> The Interview. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. So uh, we'll get to that later too. You know, yeah. We'll do the whole box office thing. You know, but, you know, other than that, it was you know work. Yeah, it was it. Nothing really. Um, I did do something geeky. I did go to the comic book store. You know, okay. Brave New World is where my comic book shop. Um, I picked up the. Uh, I talked about it a few weeks ago. Playing the game of uh, the Wolf of, uh, Wolf Among Us, mm-hmm. and it's based off of the DC Vertigo comic. Um, you know, fables. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm there. Let me go see if they had. Any. So I picked up volume one, you know, of the, like I think it's like a twenty book volume series kind of thing, you know, because it's a bunch of comics pushed into one, one right? Yeah, you know, or a story arc. So the first arc was like five issues. So I was like, oh, you know, it had like a little background stories and like little short stories. I was like, oh, you know, I'll pick this up. You know, like thirteen bucks. I'm like, all right, what the hell? Why not? Mm-hmm. But I also picked up for Batman's seventy fifth anniversary. Um, they did this huge sweeping arc. It was called Batman Eternal, and it, it I think it crossed over every Batman title that they had in DC, mm. and it, or it was like weekly. I just don't remember. I don't remember how long it was. Obviously, probably for the whole year, because the first volume I have is super thick. It was like a forty dollar book, mm. paperback. I mean, not not paperback, but you know what I mean, like soft cover, right. not hardcover. And it looked like right off the bat, I got hooked in because if you open up the page, and it says. The end at the top, like, you know, like the narration. Right. And there's Bruce Wayne, you know, stripped of his bat, you know, his bat shirt, cowless, almost like tied to a cross. Gotham is burning behind him. Like the city is burning behind him. And he's got the bat symbol carved into his chest. Wow. And and then the, and there's a guy talking to him. He's like, that's your city, Bruce. You did this. And I'm like, wait, so somebody, what? Like, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, now I need to, like, and it's supposed to encompass almost 70 fe- 75 years of history in Batman with Batman. Wow. Like it opens up like after that page I'm like, "Wow, well, I got to read it." And then you turn a page and it goes, "Now." And it's like the it's Batman's chasing after Professor Pig. I'm like, "Okay. All right. Okay. Like, yeah, okay, we're going back." And that's kind of like that's you know, as far as I got like like the first like technical the comic part. Yeah. But I'm like, "All right, I'm, I'm kind of hooked in because they're chasing after Pig and Batman goes after Pig and and he's working with Gordon, you know, and Gordon's chasing after this other guy. And they're in a subway system. And then, I don't know, people are going, well, I already read this. Why are you recapping? I'm just telling the two people here. So fuck you. Just be patient. <laughs> we haven't read it. That's yeah. the point. So Shut up. Gordon is t- um, standing in front of this guy 
in front of an electrical box you know, where the subway system's at. Mm-hmm. And the guy's holding a gun. And James Gordon's like, you know, put the gun down, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, I'm not holding a gun. And you see in the comic him holding a gun. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on, right? Something happens. Gordon shoots the guy dead, but goes through him and into the electric the electric box, causing a massive overload to derail this packed subway car. So Gordon's now got to just I I had to close the book, you know, where Gordon just got arrested for manslaughter. Wow. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Because even Batman was like, he didn't have a gun. Gordon's like, I swear to God, he had a gun. Like, and I'm like, he, he did that, man. I saw, I saw it myself. I'm reading it. It's Screaming right at the comic, he had a gun. I'm like, he did. And like, people, there's witnesses going, no, he didn't. There's like bodies everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well for Gordon. Like, <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking awesome. And well, it's, it's written by Scott Snyder, and he does some really good Batman arcs, like the uh, death of the family. Mm-hmm. That was his. It was his arc where they bring back the Joker finally. And he fucks shit up. I'm like, yeah, it's really good. Really good. So that, that's, that's my pick of the week. So uh, so how was your New Year's Eve, Fred? I mean, we try to keep it low-key. We went to a diner, to a local diner to eat. And uh, it was empty, which was great because you get to run the place. So it was a uh, quick service. So he ran around it. Yeah. yeah. I was running around. Woo! I was in the back cooking. I was cooking eggs. <laughs> Place just walk a- into the kitchen. The- I-, I got it, guys. Don't worry. The place was actually closed. They just smashed a window. <laughs> <laughs> Why they you- broke in. They didn't take anything. They cooked. And, and then- they washed the dishes. Yeah, the place and was... left money. The place was cleaner than when we left. <laughs> and there's ca- ch- cash in the cash register with a note and a tip. <laughs> but they broke a window. I'm not sure how- what to do with this. <laughs> well, it was... It was it's- on an area in an area of Philadelphia that was like really like they consider it like a hotbed area of Frankfurt Avenue. You could say it's May- Mayfair. Mayfair. Okay. Yeah, you could say it's Mayfair. Be- Local people would be kind of like, oh yeah, I know the place. People around the world are going, like, who cares? I think I, think I, I, think I know. What everybody place. play. Everybody has that 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 corner. Yeah. Where all the activities at. Right. So yeah. So we so so when I was pulling up, there was a big huge fire engine there and like a bunch of cop cars, and I'm like, ah, oh. and they're blocking the street that I have to pull in to get to the Mayfair Diner. So I was like, "Oh, you went there?" Yeah, yeah. Ew. I like Mayfair because they're good food. No, I, ever since they they switched management, I stopped going there because they're it's not as good as it used to be. All right, well, yeah. I I, grew I up haven't in been there in years, so it was for me. It was you know, it was like <laughs> okay, it's something different than what we normally do. So I actually went down the block before, which is a one way street going out. So I pull in and I pull into the the parking lot. So you you technically the phrase is you went down the wrong way down a one way street, right? Okay. And then the same for the parking lot because that was one way you know, right. the wrong way. So Nobody I did this quick turnaround to park, you know, and I'm like, well, where's the other couple that we're seeing? We're seeing the Sipons, friends of the show, and I was like, well, I'll go out and look. So I'm walking, you know, past the Mayfair Diner, and there's all those big pane glass windows that everybody can see out. Well, there's all these police officers. In the diner. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I hope they didn't see what I just did. <laughs> There's Honestly. one sitting at a table as you walk past. This is for you. Andrew. We got like one a- last one in before the year's over. <laughs> so as we were sitting there, of course, we were sitting by the window. And there was, like, cops pulling over somebody, like, every, like, 20 minutes, it seemed like. Going yeah. down that street just seemed like that was, like, the thing. But the thing was, right across the way, there's a 
a pretzel place. It's called um, the Philadelphia Pretzel Factory. That's, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were still open, which was kind of surprising because by that point it was like nine thirty at night, and for most of the places that I go to, they're closed by six seven o'clock, yeah. and they run pretty much. They only close like a few hours a day, and that's mm-hmm. it because they have the vendors. It's the original pretzel company uh, factory that all the vendors go to when they're picking up pretzels when they sell them on the streets. Yeah, yeah. that's where they go. So it was constant. Like I'm like, they got to be running drugs in there. <laughs> constant guys going in and out, in and out. Like, and the cops are right across the streets. Yeah. Like, the perfect crime. We're running under the nose. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never notice. <laughs> You know, it couldn't possibly be. It's a major holiday, and people like getting those platters, pretzels with yeah. dips and sauces oh, and stuff the, like that. The little pretzel nuggets. Oh, so fucking. <laughs> no, no, it's right away it's drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's called you know carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is a drug. Yeah. Well, I was saying they must be lacing the, the pretzels or something because it's yeah, it's, it's called, too busy. That's called depression. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm not. A, that's I'm not alone. salt on t- I'm alone on New Year's. Oh, That's not salt on top. It's crystal yeah. meth. I'll dip it in. Dip it in the tears of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so alone. Nobody loves me on New Year's Eve. I got no one to kiss. I'll just kiss this pretzel stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw uh, Riddick. We uh, I have it on the Blu-ray and watched that. Of course, the Sipons picked that movie or the. Peggy picked that movie. Which, yeah, like, Pe- yeah a, narrow it down. Because... Narrow it down, right. Peggy was like, oh, I'm a big Van Diesel fan. So yeah. wanna... He's so dreamy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, I, didn't, I haven't seen this movie, but I kind of get the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be him. Yeah. It's going to be gory. It's going to be, you know, scary. Yeah. It's going to be gory, scary. I mean, and also not, not an Oscar winner performance for Van Diesel. <laughs> Saying his most memorable role is three, four words. <laughs> 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 so how was the movie though like, it was really good I mean I thought I mean if they make another one I'll they be, probably will I'll be upset because it's I mean it's one of those movies like the first three were really good well the first two as you because one's a com, uh, uh, cartoon well okay now let me make sure I get the timeline right okay Pitch Black is the first one yes that's where he's a bad guy mm-hmm. then the second one is um... well it's, it's the cartoon between the two it's called Dark Fury of how they explain when they get off that planet and get to the point where they are in Chronicles of Riddick, which is the next movie. The second uh, one. Right. The second movie. That now, So that that's not a prequel. It's a sequel? It's a sequel. I always thought, it, I always heard it was a prequel. No, it's a It sequel. was before, like, how he got to that planet that got involved in Pitch Black. No. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no. They, so, they never explained why he got arrested in the first place. No, but, of course not. No, no one cares about that. It's not like a <laughs> gaping plot hole. Right. You, you know, <laughs> it's the Grand Canyon of plot holes is, wasn't he a psycho killer? Yeah. That they actually <laughs> had to come across, you know, they actually had to, all had to work together and yeah. trust him. And then the second one, of course, ends, he becomes the leader of the Necrobongers, which is a invading army that comes and destroys systems as they invade because they're collecting people for their army. Okay, so let me just, let me just make sure I'm clear. Psycho killer yeah. turns into a king yeah. to save people. Not save people. They 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 uh, basically brainwash them to be part of their army as they they get bigger and bigger. Okay, but he frees those people. No, he doesn't free those people. Oh, he doesn't. He, no. oh, he becomes king. He becomes king of those people. Oh, and then this movie is the fall of his rise to power. Oh, it's kind of like Hamlet. It's exactly. the Hamlet of uh, the Riddick movies. Exactly. 
To be or not to be? That is the worst way of putting those two together. <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare and Vin Diesel. Yeah, to be, to go pitch black or not to go pitch black? That is the question. Do I turn the lights off or do I turn the lights on? To be Groot, to not be Groot. That yep. is the question. <laughs> so, I'm all right. I so. mean, I, it, it was enjoyable for me. I mean, I mean, like, it was a bit slower part, so it was kind of like one of the movies like... How was Katie Sackhoff? She was good. I always liked her. Yeah. She's pretty. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good. So, how was... Did everyone else like it, or... You know what? I, I You didn't care? They didn't care. <laughs> you, you, know, you enjoyed it, so... It ended it. we... I enjoyed we, it. We stopped That's the important thing. A couple minutes before 12, 15, you know, wait for the ball drop on Rocky New Year's Eve and watch that. Yeah. And went back to the movie, and then right after that, they left, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, ball out. drop. Happy 20, 2015. Now, get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. I'm tired. It's past pay, pay my bedtime. <laughs> you already already know. Everybody's like, oh, closes early. You know? <laughs> I saw that pretzel shop. No one's doing drugs, because no way should be open up at 9.30 at night. <laughs> <laughs> Kids today, I tell you, <laughs> get off my lawn! All right. Stop dipping those pretzel sticks in sadness. Do something with your life. Join a gym. Meet a girl. Talk to somebody. And your weekend, your week or week? It was it was relatively quiet. I worked, finished my last shift at at Lush today, so that was nice. All right, Good last, last shift for all for all time, or uh, at least until next holiday. I'll probably apply again. Next, next holiday, holiday being but, Valentine's Day. Uh, okay, next Christmas, next official holiday season of Christmas. The yeah. big sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I would think they have sales like during you know Valentine's. They Day. actually don't have sales. At all. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, that's but yeah, probably, they, they get special you figure, stuff like, Valentine's. Valentine's Day, like, oh, my girl wants, you know, blush lipstick, let me get it for yeah, her. Yeah, they get, they get stuff for Valentine's, stuff for Easter, um, some stuff in during the summer. Hey, but... it's Arbor Day. Try new blush. <laughs> <laughs> but the big, the big thing is Christmas. So that's when they do all right. the extra hiring. So I'll probably do that again. Um, but it was nice. I, I worked on New Year's Day, so I didn't really stay up too late New Year's Eve. Um, my sister called me at 10 in the morning, our time, because it was midnight, her time. Right. Um, Happy New Year. I'm, I, I, did she do what I did with my girl? Was I'm from the future. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. I fought it, too, by the way. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. So we, we did that. Yeah. And then um, midnight, my time, I was Skyping with my boyfriend, which was nice. And then I fell asleep before midnight, his time. <laughs> so that did not happen. He's two hours? He's two hours behind us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I had this like brilliant idea that I was going to come home from work because I had a half day at my regular job uh, on New Year's Eve. So this is like fading in and out. I feel like I because you're moving your head. Yeah, Yeah. this must be the one that is like one directional. Um, So anyway, I went home and uh, keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, So I went home. I took a nap for a little bit. And I had the intention of taking a nap, getting up, doing some homework, and then being ready for midnight right. when we Skyped, and then just stay up for another two hours, do some more homework, Skype at to my time, and then go to bed because I had to be up at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I lead an exciting life. Um, and I fell asleep like 10 minutes to two. <laughs> so yeah i'm a bad girlfriend so but um you weren't yeah. in front of the camera when you were sleeping right? <laughs> no <laughs> I drool. Drool. Going, going down. 
honey, I love you. I think I'm 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 rethinking wanting to live with you. Um, but then, uh, yeah, um, I did. I, I turn on Skype and I watch the dog lick his nuts for ten minutes before I decide she's not waking up. <laughs> yeah, it was the basically. hottest ten minutes I ever seen. <laughs> he really got in there. He brought he brought the thunder in New Year's Eve. Nobody else is going to Nobody else is going to love me. I might as well love myself. Um, yeah, I did. However, um, I took advantage of a couple sales. I went over to Ontario Street Comics, um, which is like two minutes from my house. I never knew it was there until like six months ago, so it was kind of nice. I went over, and that store is overwhelming. Like, yeah, I walked in going, I don't know where a fucking thing is in here, and yeah. So I left with um I, I managed to find uh Buckaroo Banzai comic book adaptation of the movie and I love Buckaroo Banzai. So I picked those up and those Wait, were... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you like that movie? I love that movie. Okay. It's so corny. <laughs> I love it. And Peter Wells, like, wherever you go. Peter Weller? You are. Weller. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> My favorite movie. That Sly St- Stefano is great. Shut Rocky. Up. <laughs> Shut up. Is good. <laughs> yeah, I just worked another ten days in a row. I'm looking and know my own name, let alone Peter Weller. Anyway, right now Peter Weller's going out there listening, going. Don't even know my name. She loves that movie. <laughs> what the hell? And I have done stuff since then, you know. Did you see RoboCop? I was in that. Yeah, like 30 years ago, dude. I was, a, I was also a bad guy in the most recent Star Trek movie. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked him in, in that movie. He was, oh, he was so bad. I'm also the voice of Batman in Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah, never yeah. watched that. That's good. That's Although, good. that's a great one. Yeah, I, I love watching Peter. Like, he's he's good. Even though I can't remember his name, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I picked that up, and it was nice because it was everything was, um, or not everything, but those comics were half off, so I got both of them for three bucks, which was nice. Nice. And then uh, I picked up some more Hero Clicks for my collection. I picked up; they had a, an indie comic um, combo pack, so I picked those up. And then um, I got my nephew some Hot Wheels. Because he he loves Hot Wheels, so and they were like a buck, so I was like, yeah. oh, perfect, he can throw them around only once and leave <laughs> mine alone. So, um, but yeah, that was that was basically it. It's been mostly work and school, and I haven't really. I watched the Christmas episode of Doctor Who again, and that was it. Oh, I did see a, I did see a, a documentary though. Um, I was Netflix and listening to uh, uh, Kevin Smith's um, Hollywood Babylon, mm-hmm. and he was. He had Mick Foley and I forget the other guy's name. Um, but they did a documentary called "I Am Santa Claus," and I like okay. Let me put it this way: Do you ever wonder what mall Santas do at the end of the holiday? No, drink heavily. Wrong, because they they follow five guys. Okay, it's I Am Santa Claus, and they follow five guys. One of them being Mick Foley because he's a huge Christmas fan. Okay. I love Mick Foley. And he's such a t- Big old teddy bear. And, and you follow him, like, through, like, all these five people, how they interact. They talk to the guy who legally changed his name to Santa Claus a couple years back. Okay. Um, they they talk to a guy from Michigan. You know, they follow a guy from Michigan. Mm-hmm. There's a guy from Southern California. There is the guy from New York. There's Mick Foley. And then there's, um, an, oh, the big gay bear from Texas. You know, um, he's gay and he's big, so they're yeah. called bears. Just okay, so you yeah. know, like the hairy berry. No, I got yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. 
Just the Texas part threw me off. Yeah, he's from Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Um, but it was it's, it's like you follow them leading up to Christmas and then how they work Christmas. So it was really it was really more like a human interest story because the guy from New York who changed his name to Santa Claus, he like he has to dye his hair, you know, he has to bleach his hair blonde, mm-hmm. you know, white and his beard white, and he's got tattoos glory. He was almost like a biker dude. And he was like, I realize that I like who I am more when I when I'm Santa Claus than I am when I'm, you know, Frank. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I decided to legally change my name and live the spirit of him all through three hundred and sixty five days a year. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Now, Mick Foley's big, big, huge, you know, fan of Christmas. Mm-hmm. He actually has, you see his house. He's got a room dedicated to nothing but Christmas. Has got a Christmas tree, you know. And then they go in um, New Hampshire. There's a Santa Claus town or mm-hmm. Christmas town. Yeah. So he goes every year with his kids. And he, he said he's got like, one of his kids. He's like, I started realizing my kids, you know, were getting too old. So we had another kid. <laughs> and he's like, hey, buddy, how do you feel knowing that, uh, you just found out that the only reason why we had you was so what? Daddy can keep going to Christmas land. <laughs> Christmas <crowd. laughs> but you, Thanks, Dad. But you never, like, for his story, you want to talk about, like, Father of the Year. Like, you figure a guy who's traveling for, like, 300 days out of the year when yeah. he's at the height of his popularity, how much of a family guy he is and how much he loves his kids. I mean, the stuff that he did was just, like, you kind of, like, warms the cockles of a heart. If this jaded person was kind of like, oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah. The one there was one Santa Claus I really didn't like too much, like as as a person, the guy was from Michigan, because he kind of was more grouchy. Like mm-hmm. his birthday falls on like St. Patrick's Day, and there he is with the same, getting hammered. You know, I'm just like, oh, all right, you know, like. And then there's the you would call it the the star of mm-hmm. like not really the star of the movie, but a more well established. Um, like they all kind of had jobs except for the guy in Michigan. He was um, jobless, mm-hmm. and he he survives on, on his like social security up until Christmas. And then he hopes he gets signed because and by then he gets like a $10,000 check to work seven weeks, you know? Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty lucrative. But you, there's an eight. And, and I found out that there's these, all these Santa Claus, you know, like groups of people that get together and they do like conventions. They all hang mm-hmm. out together. And you're like, I mean, I like it was, it was a world I didn't know existed. Cause mm-hmm. again, the conception is bad Santa elf, Right. You know, where you kind of like, oh, we hire a fat, you know, old guy who drinks, you know, like whiskey on the breath. And they're like, hey, like, you know, and you're going, well, that's you no, know, some guys actually, this is their job. And right. well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, too. Like, <clears throat> do you really want some like, you know, do you really want the real bad Santa, you know, talking with your kids all day? Well, the, well actually, there's there. They talk to like a guy who helps other Santas become a better Santa kind of thing. Okay. Where it's like like a train the trainer kind of thing. Yeah, but we're kind of like okay, when you're sitting down, make sure both hands are present. Like if you ever see any Santa Claus picture with a kid, you see both of Santa's hands. That makes sense. Yeah, you know? and even like because in the conversation with with Kevin Smith in the podcast, it made me want to see the movie because mm-hmm. I was like the documentary because I was like I kind of want to see it. I saw it on my Netflix queue and I'm like, and you see Mick Foley on the cover and I'm like, I am Santa Claus. I'm thinking, okay, it's probably a com. Like I didn't know it was a documentary. It looked like a comedy like hey here's a wrestler who's going to try acting and he's yeah. i am yeah. santa claus it's going to be a it's mr nanny except he's santa like, yeah yeah but instead i was like oh so it's a documentary and, it, and i'm like you know what i always did kind of wonder like what do these guys do like once christmas is over like do they have like normal lives is do they like are they married or what do they like what do mm-hmm. they do 
and you find out like the, like the one guy's uh, the one in California is like a a real estate guy, but he's like he's kind of like the high end Santa because he works in California. There was this nice Jacques position of the guy from Minnesota who gets a job for Christmas. He finally gets a job because he was supposed to he was in New York the year before, mm. and the guy at the store was like. He was like, okay, we'll see you next year. And, he, and and then the guy was kind of a curmudgeon. And that's kind of the reason why I really started and wasn't really too into his storyline. Mm. Because it was like getting close to the holidays. And he's like, I don't know why this guy's going to call me. He told me, you know, like, you know, um, see you next year. What's the guy's going back on his word? And I'm just going, dude, it's been 11 months since he last saw you. Maybe, maybe he doesn't even work there anymore. Yeah. Like, do a little fucking research instead of sitting on your... Sitting in the basement of your daughter's house because he, he was also kind of like after he lost his job, he lost his home. Mm. So you kind of feel there's a little bit of like, I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. But then you start realizing like he is kind of the. He almost kind of did it to himself in a way. <clears throat> yeah. In terms of his attitude, people don't have a problem. Like, you know, you, you, you go, oh, you played Santa and you, you pull in the heart trick and you, so you give him a little bit more time to make payments or something mm-hmm. like that or work something out where you, you know, maybe, you know, refinance for him yeah. or something like that. But these, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, you're, you're taking my house, rah, 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 and you're like, you know what? I don't have a problem with that now. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then there's actually a Santa Claus headhunter mm. that you know that they, they hire like an agent to actually shop around hmm. for places to you know to get these guys work. And I'm like, I never knew that's kind of you didn't really talk to her, but you're like, that's kind of interesting. I I always thought it was like, hey, you were doing an open an open audition call, <laughs> like, open call, yeah. All these, all these fat old guys yeah. in red suits, you know, or red sweaters, you know, they'll get yeah, the part. You have to be ho, like, ho, ho, yeah. Does that work for you? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Make sure you see my hands at all times. I don't drink whiskey before work or after work, you know. Or my lunch break. Or my lunch break, and I don't talk to the MILFs, you know. Yeah. I mean, I had contact of all time. My hands are right here. So and just then, don't look at my criminal record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they had this yeah. nice. Under little... Beckett's law, I have to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take your photos five hundred <laughs> yards away from me, though. That's the rule. Have your you have it all. You have it all with lenses. Put your kid here on this chair, and you digitalize me. Well, you can Photoshop me in now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all technology. It's great, isn't it? Hi. Hello! Ho, ho, ho! What do you want for Christmas, Billy? Um, my name's Steven. Whatever! <laughs> Your mom's got a fun ass, Billy! <laughs> you want to sit on Santa's lap? Ho, ho, ho! And I didn't mean... I meant you three ladies. Ha, <laughs> ha, get it? <laughs> so there was this really nice moment in the movie where they kind of have like the guy from California he gets a job as Santa but they set him up in like this swanky ass hotel for seven weeks he's got like a, a, a like a a farmer's market across the street where he can shop he's got a pool nice you know and he's like living high awesome. on like like you're going wow that's a cushy gig yeah but then the Minnesota guy finally gets a job in like upstate Minnesota but it's like a, you know, no-stay motel kind of thing. Right. And he's there for seven weeks, and he brings, like, those Hormel, like, uh, dinners with him, yeah. and he's eating out of cans. I'm just going, I, I feel sorry for Like, you feel sorry for him, but it's this weird juxtaposition of how 
some Santas are good Santas yeah. and some Santas are okay Santas. Yeah. Um, the, the Fort Worth guy, you know, the gay guy, he was really nice, really sweet. And, it, and he was, uh, he's alone. He doesn't have like family, mm. you know, anymore. And he kind of breaks down. He kind of, he really knows how to pull on the tuck string with his stories. He's like, look, I don't have anybody, but it, it's, I have this moment where like a hundred years from now, somebody, you know, or 20 years from now, when I'm, when I'm long gone from this earth, there's going to be someone looking at a picture of a kid sitting on Santa's lap and they're going to go. You know who that girl is? That's your mother. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just like, oh, you're and he's cr- and he's crying, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> damn you, get big gay Santa, you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I mean, he was the night. <laughs> damn you, you get big gay Santa. <laughs> and he had. And he had <laughs> And he's got like a boyfriend that's out of like that's also they met online, and they go and visits him. But he hasn't. The guy works for a company that he's trying to wait for a transfer to move down to Texas so they can be together. Okay. So you're like, oh, okay, it's like nice, but it's still it's the holidays. You want to spend it with the one you love, and he's like kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm Santa. But you know, it's not like, hi, I'm Santa. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He's caring. He's you know, it's, it's all the qualities that you wanted to Santa, like you know, nice, friendly, comforting. You know, he right. was, you know, and then uh, the Frank Santa, the guy who changed the name of Santa Claus, he was awesome. Like just an awesome, cool dude who does like bar. He has got a place called um, I think it's called Santa's Barbecue in New York, where he makes the best pulled pork. I was like watching him going, I, I want to go to New York. I want to have that pulled pork. He makes pulled pork ravioli. Wow. And I'm like, that looked kind of yummy. <laughs> like that. I'm like. I'm, <laughs> Count me in there, uh, BB Sanders BBQ. So I was like, and at the end, you know, they have like Mick, Mick Foley. His whole story arc was he wanted to be Santa. He, mm-hmm. he wanted to play Santa at the Santa's Village in New Hampshire. So they they got it. To, but he came down to Philadelphia. Apparently, there's a really really awesome um, like tailor in Philadelphia somewhere because mm-hmm. they say Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm like, I live there. <laughs> I know. I don't know the place, but I live there. <laughs> And he was getting, you know, sized up for a suit, and then he had talked to, you know, like, um, getting his, you know, beard done, and, yeah. you know, and then he flew out to this other place where he had, like, this, this kind of, it was felt very godfatherish because he's talking to the Santa Claus who helps train the new, who kind of, his job, basically, he found a way to kind of work it to kind of like, hey, Ed, you want to be Santa Claus? You hire me, and I'll tell you how to be the best Santa possible. Okay. And... <clears throat> like how to smell, how to you know dress. Like, no, well, believe it or not, like you don't want to. Like, how many times like you've had that bad bo- bo? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just like know, it's things. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's things you don't <laughs> think of because like Mick sitting across from this guy and he's like talking about like make sure you you know you put cologne on or something sweet, not not like overpowering, but something sweet like um like a vanilla perfume or something like that. Right. And, and Mick's like, hey, I got to be honest, you this place smells awesome. And he's like. It's my own special blend. It smells a little bit, a little bit like chocolate chip cookies and and you know vanilla. And he's like, "I'll give you a bottle." So <laughs> like then you cut to Mick doing like a signing with with Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and some woman's like, "Can I get a picture?" He's like, "Sure." You know, he's like, "You might be wondering why it smells so nice." Santa Claus gave me his. He's all so and he's so endearing and so sweet about the whole. Yeah. I'm talking to Santa, like you know. Like, yeah. And you you go okay, you know it's not really it, and it also kind of works with that. 
you know it's not really Santa, but it is. It's the spirit of the holiday right. that you like. It's that you, when you want that feeling, you want it more. <laughs> you go out and you see a man with a cold, give him a blanket, give him a sandwich, you go, here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want it. You're going to burn for it. I know. Sorry. This is my little Scrooge moment. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was really good. And at the end, I was like, wow, I, I really like, you know, and there was also like a controversy. And this made me chuckle great. <laughs> they go to one of these Santa conventions. And apparently the the elite, the president of that chapter mm. is a swinger. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> him and his wife are swingers. And they go to, I forget, I think it's somewhere, I don't know. I know it was like Ron Jeremy's, like he's got like a swinging bar. Right. You know, of some somewhere. I don't know if it's a chain or just it was one spot. So the... um. The Minnesota grump is talking to actually Frank, the guy from New York, and the guy's like, look, I don't care what a person does in their own personal life, as long as they don't bring it into the work environment. He's Santa Claus. I, all I want to hear, I want to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Just want to sit down and talk. And the Minnesota, oops, sorry, the Minnesota guy's like, I don't think it's right. God, like, he obviously was, you know, anti, you know, swinging. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, because you're living in your daughter's basement grumpy. You know, like, yeah. you know, who's scrounging, like, all he did was bitch and complain. I'm definitely the Grinch of Christmas. So, you know, and they, they follow the guy um, kind of going like, yeah, I'm a swinging Santa. I, I'm, I'm, I, this is what I do. And I, it's not like, hey, I'm Santa Claus. Yay, ho, ho, ho. It's who he is, not Santa Claus. It's like he splits the two of them. Like, Santa's my job. This is my lifestyle. Yeah. And the two of them, the two trains never meet kind of thing. Right. But he takes, you know, I guess for the sake of the, the uh, you know, it all of a sudden became this like real interesting story. So they take him to the closed club and go, well, here's the, what we call the orgy room, you know. And it, there's like a bar with people on stools to watch two people fuck. Like, and I'm just going, that's got to be the most bizarre party ever. Sounds like a fun night to me. Now, this, yeah. this guy looked like Santa, though? Yeah, like... the, the, all the guys, they have to have the beard. Yeah. They have to have the white hair. Like, they all look like Santa Claus. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just picturing now, like, it was, no, he's not dressed off, obviously, in the, in the no, not when he was not when he was walking through the bar. He was, uh, you know, suit. No, but a lot but, of them do have, like, like, mixed outfit was, like, the dark red robe with the white fringes. Some guys go with the classic, you know, red, you know. Yeah. But part of the requirements, you need the beard, you need the white hair, you need the bowl full of jelly. All right. You know, you need to have the... I'm, I'm just picturing, like, this... Him walking in. Walking in. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, watch me fuck somebody. <laughs> I'm going to watch fuck Santa funny. <laughs> he comes in. And, and, at this and, bar. And, <laughs> and, and he's got the leather straps on. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Which one of you is going to be Vixen? It was just And then it's like an armored because the language is kind of tough. And you follow um, the, um, I forget the, the gay Santa's you know, name. Bob's hell, I mean. Gay Santa. You know, so, but you follow him to like the bear convention, you know, where the big gay men meet to, you know, hang out. Like, you know, and you're watching these guys, you know, like some of them like are, flamboyant is all hell which i'm going yeah that's the spirit of christmas right there like you know like, <laughs> like there was like this whole like half half of them are naked and you're seeing big gay santa just kind of standing there like in front of the camera and all of a sudden this old like guy's gotta be as old as him but not, not obviously not a santa but he's got the dominatrix like suit on where he's got like it's just the leather straps all like in that little circle in the center yeah. of his chest and he's like hey yo giving him a hug and i'm just going 
bizarre scene to be a fly on the wall just for a day. Just, yeah. Like, it's like, hey, Santa! You know? It, but it was so good. And I was just like, wow, I, I actually, like, I felt bad that, like, I didn't see it before, prior to, you know, like, it took me, like, the day after Christmas to watch it because I was like, I got nothing to do. I'm listening. Yeah, I have a cue to my, fa- my Netflix. Let me watch it. You know, and I'm like, now that I know it's a documentary, I might be a little bit more interested because yeah. what do they do? You know, it's not like, okay, well, Christmas is over. I'm going to hang up my stuff and then, you know, go about my day. Right. It's how these guys live and who they are and not what they do. It was really fascinating. Nice. Um, and then you want to do uh, the box offices? Top five box, movies? Yeah, let's do the top five movies. All right. Here we go, kids. Number five is Nutted Museum, Secret of the Tomb. It made fourteen point four million over the weekend and eighty nine point seven overall. Woo! Yeah, yeah, not bad. Number I mean, f- I'll probably go. I'll probably see it on DVD. Like yeah. I'll buy yeah, like a Netflix for me. Because I mean, I like the first one. The second one was okay. I, I mean, I I I'm, I know I'm going to see it because I've seen the other two, and I and I, the, I think I see the first one in the theater. I think I saw the second one on DVD. For me, it's just going to be a little bit tougher knowing. We watch Robin, Robin Williams. Williams yeah. Like he's, well, he's got a couple of them out coming out, you know, next year. Yeah, you know, the, the, you're like oh, this year, this year. Yeah, I'm sorry, this year. <laughs> I forgot it's 2015. You already, yeah, 2015. So it's it's gonna be tough tough to watch that kind of thing, knowing that like you're uh, especially when you laugh when you laugh the hardest when you watch him or that bittersweet moment. You're going, God, look, he looks like having so much fun. Yeah, you just yeah. Get that roll that tear, and you're like, you yeah. know, yeah, all right. What else? What came in number four? Number four was The Woman in Black 2, Angel of Death. It made $15.1 million over the weekend, and it's a new release. So that's what it's me. That's where it's at. All right. Uh, I got, um, the first one I heard was Weird. Had Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Potter takes on uh, the Black Witch or whatever. <laughs> you know, I heard it was weird, and I don't know why it deserved a sequel, but I guess because the first one made money, the first thing we got to make another one. one, right. Okay, well, it was number three. Number three is Unbroken. It made $18.3 million over the weekend and 87.8 overall in two weekends release. What was the, uh, did they give you a... Uh, that was $65 million budget, so oh, it's so over. It's, so yeah. it's, it made, it's, it's made its money. It's a hit. Yeah. It's a hit. It's Oi. a hit. Oi, it's a hit. That girl, Angelina, she's going to be something, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to make Vine director. Yeah, so, all right. Number two yes. is Into the Woods. It made $19 million over the weekend. Which I heard. And it made 91.2 <laughs> overall. That, okay, the movie that I saw a weekend I know is not the number one movie. Yeah. So I can kind of go. My dad and I went to the movie theaters, like I said, on New Year's Eve day. And have you heard anything about Into the Woods? Like anything at all? No. Okay. It is based off the Broadway play, mm-hmm. Into the Woods. And it's a darker tale of, like, we're talking infidelity pedophilia murder death and and like but the problem is parents kids are bringing their kids to see this musical right because it's that disney's name slapped yeah. across the top of it and, and i'm like because and some of the song lyrics are very suggestive like um i know johnny that plays the big bad wolf yeah. and he t- sings about luring little girls back to his place and it's done very sexual in the very sexual manner okay and i'm just like this is great because Dad and I are in the movies, and I'm standing in front of a woman, and she brought her three girls, and they walk up, and she's like, "Yeah, three, four into the woods," and I just went, 
<laughs> I'm like, what is it rated? Is it's it rated PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen. But again, it's the old adage. You know, parents just don't really know what they're yeah. watching. And I was like, damn it, Dad! If we weren't watching, if we weren't going to go see you know our movie, I'd be out there with a stopwatch, <laughs> like just kind of going. How many people are going to walk out of the theater? Because I heard the biggest complaint was that people were leaving not because it's a bad movie, because of of being inappropriate, right? People who were, who went like as adults went to go see the movie, or who were like the play went. This is a pretty good movie. It's really good. Like, yeah. And but all the parents are going, oh, 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 oh. but it has Johnny Depp in it. Yeah, it's a Disney Meryl, movie and Meryl Streep. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 and Chris Pine's in it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Captain Kirk. I mean, I've seen the trailers for it. I've I mean, seen they don't inter- they don't give you anything, really. Right. And they I've seen some interviews, and they don't really talk about that kind of thing. But to me, like what, looking at it, I'm like, it looks to me more like a made-for-television type of movie. Oh, okay. From what I've seen in the trailers, it's like, it's like it doesn't have that – it's kind of hard to explain. But it's like you ever see something, you're like, yeah, it's so low-quality looking. Like it looks like a right. set stage instead of like a, like an actual Right, forest, you're, yeah, you know? you're, like, you're figuring like, yeah, it looks like – well, I mean, that could be I – mean, maybe that's the visual look they're going for. Yeah, being, I mean, being a, it's a play-based movie. Yeah, but I mean, the but the idea of it, but when you're looking at it, you're like you're thinking like, especially with Disney, like how big and yeah, if you're, yeah. you know, fuck it, we need a forest. We're gonna go to the forest. forest. Let's go, right? Buy <laughs> a place, you know. Fuck it, we'll buy a forest if we need to. We're Disney, goddammit. <laughs> I'm sure all the land we got, there's a forest somewhere. Yeah, yeah just put push, it in there. Yeah, we can build it ourselves. Yeah. Castle, we can use ours. Back lot, <laughs> back lot that shit. <laughs> Exactly. You know? <laughs> you know, so to me, it was like, it looked, I'd be like, well, you know what? It is Disney. I'll probably pick it up on DVD and catch it then at right. that point. Yeah. But, yeah, like, but after, the... after hearing all that, I'm like, I don't know now. Like, oh, <laughs> see, that makes me want to see it more. Because I'm just like, because like, apparently, like, the Chris Pine character, the Prince, like, it's one of those things, like, you know, just because it's, he's Prince Charming doesn't mean he's a good person. Yeah. Kind of thing. And there's, like, definitely, like, the grim side of the Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah. You know, and, and I, like, that's exactly why I want to see it. Like, you know, I, I mean, it, it, when I saw the preview, it just looked beautiful. Um, but then there are funny. Look beautiful to her. Look phony to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> thought it's so it, fake. I, I saw the Johnny Depp. He's, like he has that face, and it's like I'm like that is the best makeup job I've seen because there's not that much makeup yeah. on Johnny Depp. <laughs> so it's like I can actually see it's Johnny Depp. Like I know who it is. I, I got a side story. Let it go, get So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, I I thought it just looked beautiful in the previews, but then there were hints at that darker side in well, the in well, the previews with Meryl Streep doing the whole you know like go in the woods. <laughs> like she looks very evil and very witchy poo yeah. kind of. Yeah. So you're going, all right, so there's going to be some scares. And like people saying, like, yeah, there are those scary moments, but, you know, they're – but some of the lyrics are suggestive, well, a lot this, of the themes. I kind of feel like this goes to why you need to – like, anything your kids say, I want to see that. Like, well, look into it before exactly. you take them. Well, if you show up and you shell out 15 bucks a ticket – for well, you, you know, you and your kids to watch a movie, you well, end up walking out on. You're an idiot for not woman, doing research. That woman shelled out in front of me, maybe close to fifty bucks to yeah. go see this movie because it was her and her three kids. Yeah, even at ten bucks a kid. Yeah, it's you know, still expensive. Fifteen for him, for her. Yeah. You're going. There's fifty bucks. Not to mention the popcorn the kids mm-hmm. are going to want. So that's probably sodas. another twenty, thirty bucks. That's a, a hundred dollar night day for her. Like yeah. you know, for the kids to go see a movie that she's got no clue and probably is going to sit there walking out going. 
I can't believe I took my kids to see that. Yeah. Right. Or get up and go, you know what? We're, this movie's not for us. We're leaving. But then at the same time, if you're, si- I, I kind of feel like if you're sitting there making a big deal of it, your kids are going to be like, why is this such a, you know, like half the stuff is probably going to go over their heads anyway. Well, yeah, like like lyric, like suggestive lyrics are going to yeah. be. It's well, like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where you saw something and you it goes. Batman sixty six is another perfect example. As a kid, you're going, "Oh my god, this is great! This is so I'm taking it so seriously." Mm-hmm. But as an adult, we're laughing hysterically because now we know it's a comedy. Like right. yeah. th- those jokes that went over our head before mm-hmm. now kind of go. Oh. There, I mean, uh, uh, there's a British show called. Um, are you being served? It was on yeah. like, you know, in the sixties and seventies, it was the same thing. Like I watched that show growing up and there were a lot of like, you know, very suggestive. Well, yeah, very suggestive jokes. I didn't get them at the right. time. And you know, they had the laugh track and everything. And <laughs> <laughs> because you were sitting on Santa's lap at the time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and I knew where his hands were the whole time. <laughs> they weren't showing in the picture, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like there were jokes that, when I went back and rewatched it as an adult, I was like, oh my, now I get why it was so funny. You know, right. like it had the laugh track playing and I, I didn't understand why, why it was hilarious. Like yeah, but the there thing- was a ton of pussy jokes, yeah. you know, that Mrs. Slocum says. And <laughs> I just didn't get it until I was, I think you I was like 13. Just, when why I- is she talking about her cat so much? <laughs> <laughs> and then once I got, I was like, oh my God, this is so much better than I thought it was when I was a kid. Yeah. But the the, the thing though, with into the woods and why parents are, are pulling their kids out of the theater, this is the idea that I'm thinking of. It would be is, is that they don't want their kids to get attached to a character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know they'll want to go down to Disney now and see this character, and then it's just like they're not going to have these kind of characters. Uh, yeah, they're not, no. I don't, I don't, you're not going to have a Johnny Depp look like dressing up like the Big Bad Wolf. There, it's not for it, the movie's not designed for Disney theme parks. Like, right. It's definitely like a based on a play, like yeah. kind of Maleficent. I feel like the same way. Like you can see Maleficent at the at the you know down at disney yeah sure but it's, but it's not a cartoon gonna, version it's, yeah it's, it's not gonna yeah. be Play hard at one you're not you may, you might i doubt the pull put you know wings on whoever's playing maleficent to kind of walk around you yeah know? Uh-huh. i doubt it um so well what they also do to disney also does they do a nice spin not a nice spin but they do a spin on a character to so say like maleficent if it was a, a movie that they can't ignore. Like, they're making so much right. money off mm-hmm. of it. They'll put that character out into the park, but they'll change the personality of that character. Right. It's like, yeah, that's not the same character as that movie. You're right. a fraud! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're a fraud! You're a phony. A big, fat phony. I'll buy your mug. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty accurate, yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's that's what they'll do. So, I mean, if, if, if Into the Woods made a... a God's money. Well, um, you're like looking at the nine, ninety-one million in <laughs> a fifty million. I mean, they've they've almost doubled their budgets in two weeks, so it's a fifteen million dollar budget. So fifteen million budget. Wow. 50. 50? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So it's almost hundred million now. So there. So, you know. so what was the number one movie? The number one movie, of course, as it's been for the last three weeks, The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies. It made twenty-one point wow. nine million over the weekend. Wow, good for them. And two hundred and twenty point seven overall. I mean, on the on the on the in good end, weeks. on on the on the good end, mm-hmm. no more Hobbit movies. That's what I keep they're, saying. There's they they can't it's make a over. sequel. They right. can't make it. Like, oh my god, it made fourteen billion dollars. What are we gonna do? Sequelize it. Lord of the Rings 2, The Return <laughs> to Mordor. Like, <laughs> yep, we're here. Like, or they'll try to finagle in some story. Like, well, what was Aragorn doing? You know, like, after when he became king, let's make a story up. Uh, like Strider, the yeah, movie. Strider, the movie. Like, what was he doing in between, you yeah. know, while he was growing up? Because obviously it was 60 years before 
Lord of the Rings, when you know, or at the very end of The Hobbit, you might want to check in on that guy. He's called Strider. What's his real name? That you just have to find out for yourself. It's Aragorn. We all know that. What was that for, you douchebags? <laughs> Come on. Good for them. So okay, so I saw two movies. All right. Besides the the I Am Santa, that was a documentary. I don't count that. Okay. Two movies this week. All right. New Year's Day. Dad and I went to go see the in, uh, Imitation Game. That where, where the number is, seven movie. Number seven. All right. Made How, eight point one million over that weekend. Does it give you a, kind of like a budget? Uh, no, it does not give you a budget. It's been out for for six weeks apparently, and it's uh, made thirty point eight overall. Okay. Um, I think it's one of those limited runs. I think it's because it's. it's December is usually where they shell out all the dramas mm-hmm. to hope for Oscar nods, you know, right. keeping it fresh in their memory. This is a biopic about Alan Turing. Now, for the people at home, like I, I, I walking out of the theater, I felt kind of bad for not knowing who his name is, you know, who he was. Yeah. Um, just on a historical perspective, because he was the guy who helped break the Enigma code that the Nazis were using during World War II. Mm-hmm. Now, Keep in mind, you're going, why would Sean see a movie like that? <laughs> Take a step back. Right. Dad and I are kind of going like, well, you want to see a movie this week? And I'm like, yeah, there's not much I want to see. I mean, yeah, I, I heard The Angelina Unbroken's good, but people are walking out going, that is, I, like, in walking out in tears. Like, yeah. it's a hard watch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really sound like a feel-good movie to start the new year off with kind yeah. of thing. And so I'm, like, scrolling through, see what's happening. I'm going, well, The Imitation Game, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Love him. Mm. Great actor. Let me go watch the trailer. I'll watch the trailer. It's a, it's basically a World War II mystery revolving around Cumberbatch, Alan, Alan trying to break the Enigma, you know, machine from the, how he did it. Mm. I'm like, well, dad likes, I like him. Dad likes World War II stuff. You know, the movies and stuff like that. All right, let's go see that. And dad's like, fine. Okay, let's go. No clue really other than what we, I just said. Mm. Sit down, watch the movie, and it starts off like it's it's just, it's basically the story of how he broke the code. And I don't want to go into in I don't want to do any spoilers because it's a movie that you have to experience really mm-hmm. because you kind of go through this you know you're almost on the edge of your seat with this mystery like does he do it? Doesn't he do it? Like okay, I know they kind of did something blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So it's a fun movie, and you're like, all right, this is pretty good. And then towards the end of the movie, it starts going, oh, you enjoyed that, huh? Okay, well, now the gloves are coming off, bitches, because we're about to slap you around like you wouldn't believe. How it ends started getting me all Mm watery-eyed. Then they started pointing out some couple facts that were never prevalent in this movie. It was like a, ooh, like it was like that, oof, got hit in the gut. Mm -hmm. And then... There's another, like, and this is all, like, right before the end credits. Mm-hmm. It is like this, it's like Mike Tyson walking and going, I'm going to punch you in the stomach now. Take it easy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best impression so far of 2015. You're going to raise your bar there. The That's all I'm going, no more at this point. No. <laughs> so... So you're sitting there and you're sitting, oh, hold, and, and just give me the hold on for a second. <laughs> okay, go ahead. See, watching those Mike Tyson mysteries paid off. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that. Oh, so good. Okay, go ahead. So you know, it starts giving you the, the, these these punches, like like all these factoids about stuff, and I'm like, I didn't know that. I certainly didn't know that. 
I fucking didn't know that. And the last one made me just push me over the edge to where I'm talking Niagara Falls, Frankie, <laughs> where I'm, tears were streaming out of my eyes going, oh, my God. It is such a good story about humanity, like how we, like how the world is, like how much we take for granted and how, like it was, best way to describe it is the stuff that we have today is so taken granted for that you don't know where the origin story is. Yeah. And then when you find out the origin story of something as big as this story, it was, it was mind blowing me to, to me. It was just how like how overwhelmed I came with emotion about how we are today and how it started. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, and it, on the whole ride home, I was like stunned with like, Oh my God, this is amazing, amazing movie. So that, I mean, I told you gone girl was going to be a good contender. It's between, I gotta be honest between that and intimidation game, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight because it's, they were both amazing movies. Wow. Fantastic. Then I figured, you know what? Controversial movie of the year last year was the interview. Yes, I saw it today. Dad and I rented it. You, nice. It's on Comcast. Six bucks. High def. Wow, can't go wrong. That's, that's three bucks a person, Ed. That's right. All the food you can eat, all the drinks you can drink. <laughs> pause to go to the bathroom. Yep. Not miss a moment. Ah, uh, need a smoke break. Pause. <sighs> you know. Yeah. And you kind of know you don't really like. Okay, here's my honest opinion. I enjoyed the movie immensely. Okay. I thought it was funny. It, there was a moment where it did get a little too over the top slapsticky, mm-hmm. and even my dad's like, "Okay, you know what? They kind of went over. They kind of went overboard this part with, with the comedy." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I kind of agreed with him," but before that moment, it was hysterical. Now, some people, you know, like sitting there, you when you watch the movie, you're already your arms are already kind of folded, going. Well, this movie almost starts World War Three. It better be fucking great. <laughs> like, you know, like this better be awesome. Like, I want to see shit I've never seen before. And it is. It's it's kind of smart. Yeah. Kind of funny, but also very stupid at the same time. It's just the because James Franco is is kind of like you know he, he's over the top funny. Seth Rogen is almost playing like the straight man to James Franco in a way in some in some scenes. Wow. And it's really good. The guy who they get to play Kim Jong-un is is really good. <laughs> and it's just one of those stories like I'm going, this is the big deal. Like in the end, you know, I mean, obviously that everyone knows at the end, like Sony even asked them to kind of trim back the ending, you know, for what happens. And Seth was like, no, we're not changing the ending. Right. And seeing the ending, both my dad are going, this was a big deal. Like we've seen worse in a way, like, like uh, okay, no surprise. They kill Kim Jong Un. Right. They kill him. Okay. You know, no big surprise because they say we, you know, in the in the title alone, we kill him. Yeah, you know. But how they kill him was so tame compared to how I, I the best way I can kind of compare it is how Quentin Tarantino killed Hitler in um, in Glorious Bastards. Right. Granted, complete. It's a complete fantasy. Like no one yeah. bitched about that. Like when. Like oh my! Like no one stood up and went. I think they treated Hitler like shit. <laughs> see, yeah. see a guy with a little mustache, gray now, but it's because that did not happen. That is false. <laughs> like, Hitler, get him! Yeah, it's it's not like <laughs> I'm alive, bitches. <laughs> it was death. So like I'm I'm sitting there, and the way it ended, I'm just going, wait, that was that was the big like. Okay, yeah, they killed him, big deal, but I didn't see that big like. Where could they have trimmed? I mean, uh, they could have probably trimmed here, but why? It wasn't that wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Like I was expecting blood, guts, gore, like 
and there was a little bit of that, but not with that that particular death scene. Mm. Just like, uh, all right. I thought it was funny. I mean, I highly recommend it. Like some people are going, it sucked. I'm going, it's a comedy. Like, yeah. You know, it, to me, you know, it's comedy. Comedy subjective. I found it funny. It's make when you watch a comedy by yourself, or you know, you very rarely do you laugh out loud as when you are with an audience. It seems mm. something about the the idea of watching a comedy together with a bunch group of people. You tend to project your laughter. Yeah. You know, if you're watching it by yourself, you tend you tend to do one of these like, <laughs> yeah, like you chuckle. Silent more chuckles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my dad and I, we were almost in tears a couple times because we actually had to rewind it a couple times just to get the the follow up joke. Right. Because it was so funny, <laughs> and then suddenly there were some great cameos because he plays an interviewer, like the interview Eminem, and I've seen that posted through Facebook where yeah. the big joke Eminem is coming out as gay. But the moment he does it, what happens around the studio is hysterical because they're like. What? What did he? What? <laughs> and James Franco's face, where he's like, like got this look, and it's like, what? Like it is so funny. And that's like, yeah, it's a keeper. If it ever comes out in Blu-ray, I'm like, yeah, I have to admit, I would watch that movie again and again because it was really funny. Like I'm hoping, like when they do a Blu-ray, they kind of throw in a little bit of the yeah. you know backstory. Like I can, you know, I can see. It's funny that James Franco has a line in the movie that I can almost see actually happening. In real life, their their job is to go kill him. Yeah. So James Frank was like, "You don't understand. In ten years, Ron Howard could do a movie about this." <laughs> that is awesome. I laughed so hard. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I because with all the controversy around it, I can so see like E, e Entertainment brings you true Hollywood movie stories. We bring you the interview, you know, <laughs> like, and then have like, you know, people like the guy with the, the aliens hair, like, you know, like all talking about like the history of what happened at that moment in time. The, the, the great hack of Sony of 2014 wow. and how we were at grips and how this movie was the man not to be seen is a movie that couldn't have been almost did not hit, you know, video on demand if it wasn't for one guy in a commercial. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I it's yeah. so it was so good, and I highly recommend it. Like some people, I was reading like other reviews going, it's stupid. Some people going, it was kind of brilliant. You know, it's yeah. it's very like middle of the range. You're either going to get it or you don't get it. It depends on your your thought process and how you view things. You know, well, you know that that you you've you've mentioned it. You know, if you talked, you saw it. That I mean, is it with like with all the controversy. Going around, if that never happened, like Sony never got hacked, the you can't. I mean, like, would it be something that you'd go, Yeah, I want to go see this movie? I was gonna go see it even before any of that. Like, when I first saw the first trailer, mm. I was like, You know what? That looks funny. I'm gonna go see it. You know, and dad was like, Yeah, it looks pretty funny. Let's go see it. And and we saw the because dad and I go every week, right? We saw the trailer like halfway through the summer, mm. so we knew this was coming up. Like, going, Okay, well, you know what? Our, that'll be our Christmas movie, right. I don't really, like, as much as I love Angelina Jolie, she's not in the movie. So it's not like I'm going to be able to look at her for two and a half hours. It's going to be a guy who's going through hell and back and how he perseveres. And I'm just going, that doesn't sound like a feel-good movie to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. (laughs) So, I I mean, we were going to go see it anyway. But then as more as the controversy kind of got, I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm like, no, I'll probably never see it. Or, no, I really want to see it. Yeah. You know, and Dad's like, he doesn't. I mean, because again, I thought like if they would have released it in theaters, like the mainstream theaters, mm-hmm. I think it would have been number one in the box office this week with all the hype around it. And a lot of people did bitch about like, you know, oh, it's all hype. You know, like some people felt like 
a lot of this Sony hack stuff was like almost kind of like hyping up the movie because it was going to be a shit movie. Like for the first couple weeks of that Sony hack, people thought it was fake. Yeah. Like they thought it was just a promotional stunt to get. I kind of, yeah, I kind of felt that too. And like, because I, I had this moment where, you know, they said they were pulling it from theaters and I'm like, fuck, now I want to see it. And then as soon as I had that thought, I'm like, fuck, they got me. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it's one of those moments where it's like, one of those moments in time where you just kind of go like this it probably would have came if it didn't have the if the Sony hack didn't happen, mm. it would have been just another dumb comedy at the end of the year that people would have went to. Would never wouldn't have made number one in the box office. It probably would have been like maybe three or four, you know, at a, if at all, mm. you know, because it's it's good. But James Franco, Franco and Rogan have done other movies together. Like I wasn't a big fan of Pineapple Express, but a lot of people love that movie. Mm. But I also was a big fan of uh, End of the World. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a, that's a great good movie. So. I'm like, I'm going to go see it because I like them. Mm. So I don't think it would have been, like, big on the box office thing. Well, you saying, like, like when I, at the time, like, like when it came out, when like when you saw the trailers were, I'm like, I'll see it, but I won't see it in the theater. Like, that was, like, kind of, um, like, cause, like, like, I don't think I've ever seen a Seth Rogen movie right. in the theater. I've always catched them on DVD. Yeah, or I bring one over going, right. hey, let's watch this. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of thing. So that was kind of along the same lines. But then when this whole controversy started, and you know, and at first, yeah, the first couple of days, you figure uh, that it's just a publicity yeah. stunt they're pulling off. Yeah. But then when you hear like security experts coming in and are talking about, or they it, start leaking the emails, right. you're going, "Why would why would they even make up the race? Some of the racist stuff that yeah, was in these emails." Right. Like, like, some, of the, going, some of the stuff's like way beyond. And then yeah. when, you know, when when you're they, seeing they probably wouldn't have done the the email thing if it was if it was yeah, just well, Sony they, trying to yeah, or they would have made up, or they would have like they would have released. When 22 Jump Street, you see the one with um, Chatham Tanning did to the people at Sony, um, was that <laughs> I thought it was great. Like, this is definitely one I thought was hysterical. Um, when when 22 Jump Street was number one in the box office, he sends this mass email out to the people at Sony. He's like, yeah, 22 Jump Street in the house. We're going to go all Kate Blanchett up in this biatch. <laughs> and then a series of <laughs> like laughing because he was so proud of that moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and people going, "What? The Kate, I don't get the joke, the Kate Blanchett joke." I'm like, "Well, you got to see the movie because he it's carte blanche, yeah, and he doesn't say it right." Yeah. But and you're going, "Okay, I can see them doing something like that, release that because that was funny, yeah. and and it also it would help promote the movie because it's, it's you know the brothers in arms kind of thing." Yeah. But when they start doing like, "Oh, this fight," and then they pulled the Angelina Jolie stuff in. When they pulled the um, you know the Obama jokes in, and when they start releasing some of the oh here's how much this person gets paid, right? You're going yeah, what? It's, that's it's really not worth. I mean, if they did want to create hype, like they they basically, if they had done it themselves, they would have shot themselves in the foot because they didn't make as much as they could have made. You know, well, well yeah. Well, so what... and they made themselves look like colossal tools. Well, so yeah, but that's but... why I'm. I'm it's, I don't think that they did it, but they just tried to make the best out of a bad situation. Well, I think the thing is, like, the colossal tool part, though, it's not, like, it's from what I, from the people that I, the interviews that I've always seen, that's how Hollywood actually works. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm it's sure. Just, most of us are ignorant to the fact that actually how it works. All mm-hmm. we see is that movie on the screen. Yeah. We don't, like, like, a lot of people think that, that the Sony hack it deals with the Sony Corporation. No, it's Sony Pictures. There's a difference between Sony Pictures and Sony. Mm. You know, Sony Pictures is the derivative of the major corporation, but they just see Sony. So it's sort of, it's of like, separate. Yeah, they kind of go, oh, you know, what, what kind yeah. of thing. But it was I highly recommended. It's definitely like, uh, like I would have seen it if 
prior to all this, you know, controversy part, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. all the hacking. The hacking itself made me want to see it more because, God damn it, I'm American. Right. I'm American. Don't tell me what I can't can't see. Yeah. You know, but there was that moment. I'm just like, yeah, I'm seeing it anyway. Like, right. you know, while people are going to go, no, I want to see it. I'm like, yeah, welcome. Bandwagon starts in the back, buddy. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, see, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I knew I, I'm not big on seeing comedies in the theater, so... I figured if I did see it, it was going to be on DVD or I would right. catch it like when it's yeah. on TNT or something. That's how most people, you know. Yeah. Like for me, if I'm going to spend the money to go to a, the theater, like I want it to be like, you know, like Into the Woods. I would go see that in the right. theater. You know. Yeah. You, when you go to a movie, you want to, some people like, want the experience. That's why like I can't wait for Avengers 2. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like that's going to be a spectacle. And I want to like, I'm the kind of guy that when I walk into that movie theater, I want to be entertained. I don't want to really have this weight of the world being shoved. I don't. I don't like dramas because I don't like the. Hey, you need to be a better person, and we're going to prove it to you by this. You know, you just kind of like. I want to be. I want explosions, and I want you know like heroes, and I want heroines, and I right. want villains. I don't want human interest stories like, oh, this is about a person there on death's bed, and it's how they live to make you feel like shit because you need to get out more. Right. No. Like, <laughs> so, I yeah. feel shit enough as it is. Yeah. I don't need anybody to, <laughs> to, to tell me that. Yeah. I'm, you know. I know I, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I don't need a movie telling me that. I'm an asshole. That's why I laughed at the end of old y'all are you fucks. I <laughs> 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 oh, got shot. <laughs> He's a dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I cried like a little bitch at the end. I was ten when I saw it, so I haven't, I haven't watched it ever since then. I, 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 no, I, I, one of those memories that burned in my retina for like the, I could close my eyes and still see myself sitting on my parents' bed watching it on TV because that's how I saw it. We didn't, there was no DVR, no no DVD, no VCRs. And I was sick. Yeah. I, you know, and so my mom had, they had a, a heating blanket on their bed. So I was in the bed. They were downstairs, I think, at the time, you know, you know, um, watching regular TV. Yeah. And I'm upstairs watching, like, the old Yeller. And that moment hit. I mean, like, I was in foodie pajamas. Like, that cold, like, like, you know, like, sitting there going. 22, 23 years old. Yeah, like, I'm 54 <laughs> now. Like, yeah, I still wear them. Now, it's. And I'm just kind of, I remember that moment where he was walking back with the shock. I'm like. What? No! I, I, man, I was freaked out. I was like crying my eyes out. I was like, no. Hooked into my dog a little tighter. No, I'd never do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> the dog bit me and I kicked it. No, no. Like, look on the reality, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah so there you go alright All right, we'll see we'll take yeah. a break come back and we'll get to Life Universe and everything America sounds awesome alright we'll be right back and we're back folks welcome back hope you enjoyed that <laughs> that fine fine first hour fine first hour of quality programming <laughs> brought to you by Geeksters um, <laughs> I mean, we mean quality means you know interpretation oh well, yeah it's quality yeah <laughs> Whatever we do, we aspire to be the best at it. <laughs> Whether it be crap or awesomeness. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was the first or hour. awesome at crap. Or awesome at crap, exactly. Well said, Ed, well said. Geeksters, we're awesome at crap. <laughs> That's our new tagline. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Geeksters, 
Ross McCrack. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Have that now you know intro. <laughs> da, 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 da. Now you know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so um, tune in for part two where we bring you a life, the universe, and everything with Erica where we talk telephone psychics. <laughs> Ooh, and it brings you the finest in DVD and Blu-ray releases. Ah. Until then, if you want to catch us live, you can do so on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TunedIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And that will be on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 yeah. on those fine programs. <laughs> those fine stations. Those fine stations. <laughs> and uh, if you want, uh, well, not if you want, but don't forget to go to uh, our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. You'll see Geeksters. Hit the little like button. And tell your hit the about button to tell your friends where you can find this fine program. Yeah. Besides uh, iTunes and uh, wordswithgeeks.com. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or on Instagram at Geeksters Radio. Now, if you want to contact Sean on anything we'll talk about, we just want to talk to Sean. You can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordspeakgeeks.com. That's Erica with a K. Yeah, we'll see you in part dos. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 